it's Mo Egger. The college basketball season is heating up, and there's no better place to watch every game than Long Neck Sports Grill. There are 4K TVs all over the place at each Long Neck's location, and at Long Neck's, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And I say this often, if you haven't tried Long Neck's Wings, what are you waiting for? No matter who your team is, you'll be able to watch them at Long Neck's. Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Long Neck Sports Grill. This college basketball season, stay late, come often. Touchdown! Joe Burrow and his first place Bengals are looking to give the 7-7 Patriots a big fat loss. Showtime! It will be heated holiday who day action. by Chase. Heads for the end zone. Touchdown! Consider it our present to you. The flea flicker executed to perfection. Dan Hoard and Dave Lappin have the call live. Coverage starts Saturday morning at 9 on ESPN 1530. The official home of the Bengals. Here we go. Cincinnati's ESPN 1530, Chad Brendel. In for Mo Egger today. Like Austin Elmore, I'm kind of starting to lose my voice, I think. Let's hope not. Get it on. Get it. Uh, yeah, I know. As soon as I started talking, it was like uh, I don't know that I'm I'm ready to turn it up a notch for radio today. Could be we'll make it work. Food we had earlier. Ooh, we're gonna talk about that in just a second. I'm Chad Brendel, in for Mo Egger. As Mo, I, I think it's a uh, nice extended weekend. Bengals show on tomorrow, so Mo doing doing the wise thing that he always does, taking one day off and turning it into. Do you guys get Monday off too? As part, no, he's got to do, he's got to do Mo and Tony football show. Correct. So, but you take one day off and you turn it into a four day weekend. Like that's that's just good. That's good vacationing. Got a ton to get to today. Bearcats played last night. Pick up a win over Detroit Mercy. We'll talk about that. I'll put a uh, a bow on signing day uh, that happened yesterday for the Cincinnati Bearcats. Uh, we've got a bunch of red stuff to talk about. I just added a guest, Taryn. We will be joined at 420 by Clay Snowden. Clay Snowden, uh, a great podcaster and, and writer that covers Major League Baseball. He has been on with me a couple times in the past. Uh, and I hit him up in light of all of the Reds news that we're seeing today. You can find Clay's work at Just Baseball, um, State of the Division podcast, at Just BB Media, and at Clay underscore Snow, S-N-O. Uh, so he'll join me at 420. Justin Williams joins me at four or at uh, 345. Dan Claskins at 445 to talk fantasy football. It is It is go time in the fantasy football playoff semifinals. Can you get to the championship? Can you win your league? Dan Claskins will help you get there. Uh, and I got I got what I think are a couple interesting topics today. We'll see where the show takes us. As always, you can give us a call, 513-749-1530. Uh, or you can hit us up on the talkback machine. 
Leave us a talk back with your thoughts on things like uh, Joe Burrow. Taryn, there, there's a lot of people that want to that want to come up with the comparisons for Joe Burrow, right? And we heard last week a lot. We heard Tom Brady. Right. I don't think Tom Brady's the comparison for Joe Burrow. Do you do you have a comparison for Joe Burrow? I don't. I think it's Joe Montana. Wow. I think there's there's more Joe Montana in Joe Burrow than there is Tom Brady. And the reason for that is just the way that they play. Um Montana was very cool, calm and collected. Brady's very very fiery, right? Like Brady Brady gets in your face pretty quick. Like not that Joe doesn't have any fire, but just in their demeanor and the, like the the style, the way that they play, uh, moving the ball around, spreading it around to a bunch of different targets. Um, I, I just I, I feel like I see more Joe Montana in Joe Burrow than I do Tom Brady. And I, one other thing I wanted to get to was um, this: I keep hearing people talk about. Who, who they want to see in the playoffs, who they want to avoid in the playoffs. And I think it's time for this fan base to embrace being the hunted. Because you know what? You know what every team is doing right now in the NFL or in the AFC specifically? Saying they don't want to end up having to face Cincinnati in the playoffs. If you're a big dog, you're the defending AFC champion. You went to the Super Bowl last year. You're the hottest team in the NFL right now. Whoever it is, bring it on. Whoever it is. It doesn't it, do you want to play the Chargers or the Ravens? Don't care. Better team. Come to Cincinnati and get some. Beat the Patriots. Win one of these last two if not both of these last two against Buffalo and Baltimore. What go go into the go into the playoffs on an eleven game winning streak? That would be nice, wouldn't it? As the number one or number two seed in that scenario, depending on what happens with with the Chiefs, go for it. And I, I get it's okay to to have your opinion on who you would rather play. I, I'm just saying, be the hunted. That's all right. So you know you've got the target on you back. You, you know everybody's coming for you. If a different team makes it to the Super Bowl this year, they will be dethroning Cincinnati as the AFC champion. You're going to have to get through one, if not both, depending on how it plays out, of Buffalo and, and Kansas City on the way. Don't care. Bring it. Better team is the better team. Show it on the field. That's my take on that. I'm not concerned with who they're going to see in the playoffs. Just not. You've got Joe Burrow. You've got a top 10 defense. Whoever it is, put it out in front of you and and go. That's my thinking. Taryn, we have to talk about what we experienced today for lunch. 1,000, 1,000%. So uh, last week, if you were if you were listening last Thursday, uh, Taryn and I had an extended conversation that made Mo mad because I wasn't ready when the segment started. 
And then Mo made me talk about why I wasn't ready. And the reason I wasn't ready is I tried a new, a new spot in Florence, Kentucky called Buck's Barbecue and Burgers. And me and Taryn were talking about it. And Taryn's like, well, you're in next Thursday. So go grab some and bring it in. So I did that. Went there, got got some. I got a burger. Taryn got some chicken wings. We had some. Uh, I ordered some loaded, uh, cheesy pulled pork French fries. That were sensational. And then, as I was getting ready to leave, uh, the 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 kind woman that that works there said, "I put uh I put some mac and cheese and some baked beans in your order, but you have to try them together." I don't know if anybody's ever done this before. I've never done it before. I've been to mac and cheese restaurants that have like, you know, 20 different kinds of mac and cheese. And I've never seen this particular combo. So as Taryn and I were were enjoying our lunch, I pulled out the side of mac and cheese and I pulled out the side of baked beans. And I said, we were told to try this together. Now, Taryn is, is screening a call on the other line. Uh, so I can't talk to him about it uh, at this sp- specific moment. But when I tried it, h- how have we? How has that not been a staple at the barbecue my whole life? Combining the barbecue or the baked beans and the and the mac and cheese. Yeah, I was hesitant with that at first, but 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 it was one of those like as soon as you, as soon as it hit your taste buds, you're like, oh, that's outstanding. And the thing is, I don't think you can you can do that with everybody's mac and cheese and everybody's baked beans. No, 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 no. Of course not. Like that's got to be selective. But at that specific place, one, both of those items were 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 great individually. Oh, for sure, one hundred percent. Where would those wings rate in town? Oh man, you look like you 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 thoroughly enjoyed those wings. I they did. were they were so good. You even let somebody else try a piece. I did. You gave a little, a little, a, a drumstick or a flat to no a drumstick. You kept the flat for yourself. I saw what you did there. <laughs> you gave a drumstick to Audie. Let Audie try the drumstick. Before the show's over, I will, I will tell you where they rank in my, in my wings. I, I think I got to think about it for a minute. Are they better than mine? The smoked and air fried, with the Carolina Gold. Carolina Gold. Huh. <laughs> Before the show's over, I'll let you know. Okay, but the, but the baked beans and the mac and cheese. I didn't realize that was the thing, uh, but now, I, as I told you, it's going to be one of those things that I'm going to be like, I got to go and get Buck's Barbecue because I got to have the baked beans and the mac and cheese together. It was that good. It was that good. So there you go. All right, let's take a break. We have a ton to get to. Uh, when we come back, we'll uh, we'll take some calls and uh, and get into a little bit of the the happenings with the Reds. Um, that went on uh, right before the show. This is the Mo Egger Show, hosted by Chad Brendel today, right here on Cincinnati's ESPN 1530. It's the best Christmas song, Taryn. I don't care what anybody says. It's my number one. It was December 24th on Hollis Avenue, the dark. When I seen a man chilling with his dog in the park. 
Welcome back, Cincinnati's ESPN 1530. Chad Brendel sitting in for Mo Egger today. Christmas in Hollis, Queens. Blasting in the headphones. Can't really get much better than that. There's an easy Christmas song I want to play, but I can't find a clean version of it. Yeah, I, I don't think. Can you? Is there? Can you do a clean version of that? Probably not. I don't think it's possible. <laughs> like I don't. That, that it would be just the 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 quintessential. Like sometimes you you're listening to Spotify or or Pandora or whatever, and you hear the clean version of something, and you, you have to turn it off. Yes. Just I'd rather listen to the instrumental version than the clean version. <laughs> Let's go out to the phones. Dave wants to talk my Joe Burrow comparison. Tom Brady or Joe Montana? Who you got, Dave? Well, I don't think one quarterback is sufficient enough to compare to Joe Burrow. Because Joe Burrow has a swag of Joe Namath and the skills and coolness of Joe Montana. I you think Joe Montana had Joe. a little swag, to, not as much as Joe Namath, but Montana had a, a quiet confidence, like swag, like Joe does, I think. Well, and I agree with that. But, you know, uh, you, you never saw him, you know, walking out in the in The, the, the crazy outfits, yeah. Wanting to follow that. Joe Namath did that. Of I mean, he was just, people would try to dress like him because he was, you know, he had that swag. But, yeah, I mean, Joe Namath, that's not even in the same category as Joe Burrow. No. Joe no, Namath I, I, Joe Namath is the closest, I think. Joe Namath was a was a good, not great quarterback. No, he was not. He, he just had that one call. I mean, he was yeah. not, you know, it's like a lot of Jets fans, like, we had one of the all-time greats. No, you didn't. No, he was he was he good. Won Super Bowl. He was good. He yeah, won he a won Super Bowl. Good. Right, but he wasn't an all-time great. No. No, I think Joe Burrow's going to be Joe, an all-time great. Oh, there's no doubt. All, absolutely. He has a Hall of Fame written all over him. Yep. That he does. Very special breed. All right, appreciate it, Dave. Thanks for the call. You have a great Christmas. You too, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go to Jeff. Jeff, what's going on, my friend? Hey, it's Mo Egger. If you're a college basketball fan, you're going to love Long Neck Sports Grill. There are three locations in northern Kentucky, Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Each one of them has 4K TVs all over the place. And at Long Necks, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And the menu at Long Necks is awesome, but you've got to try their wings. No matter who your team is, you'll find them at Long Necks. This college basketball season, swing by Long Neck Sports Grill. Stay late. Come often. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, Chad. Uh, Namath is one of the top five least qualified people to be in any pro sports Hall of Fame. I mean, that is, uh, it's definitely a hot take, but I don't think it's a wrong take. Yeah, I'd, I'd argue that with any. I'd argue that with anybody all day long. Yeah, I mean, if you look at his career, he was good, not great. He'd be in the Hall of pretty good, yep. really good. He wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame for yeah, me. He's in, 
He's in he's in the hall of cash and checks on predicting the Super Bowl. That's what he said. <laughs> right. So, um, uh, quick UC and then back to the Bengals. At, at that press conference yesterday, that was not any type of ringing endorsement of Evan, it didn't sound like to me. Are you expecting the, the transfer guy to be in the lead come spring ball, or is it going to be four or five guys wide open going at it? I think for what Scott Satterfield – now, there is a caveat here that I'll get to in a second. I think for what Scott, Scott Satterfield wants to do, Emory Jones is probably the best fit for his offense. Um, the thing that would worry me a little bit is over the past year and a half or so, Emory Jones has kind of gone down the path that Desmond Ritter went on towards the end of his career where he stopped running uh, and, and became or tried to become more of a pocket quarterback. Um, and that doesn't play to his skill sets. I think, there, you know, a lot of UC fans felt – in 2021 and 2020 that Dez should have ran more. Now it ended up paying off because you kept him healthy and he got you to the Peach Bowl and the Cotton Bowl. But um, if Emory Jones is going to be a dual threat quarterback, I think he is by far the best fit for the the spread option, you know, the the power spread that uh, that Scott Satterfield likes to run, which is, is more – it's 50-50 – uh, but but it's it's pretty run heavy uh, in its philosophy and and Emory Jones if he's willing to run fits that I, Ben Bryan I don't know but Ben's in a terrible spot right now he, he had a Liz Frank well, and, break in his foot he's out for six months and and with what you do you have to appreciate the the frankness of what he said yesterday yeah. I was as, as soon as I heard I was like boy that didn't sound good for Evan by any stretch of the imagination so I mean you know um, it's going to be tough for Evan because he in in two games I don't think he did himself any favors in showing that he's ready to be a starting Big 12 quarterback The talent is there but if you look at the the long wind up um the the inaccuracies on the short uh, and, and intermediate routes the inability um, to, to to make Louisville pay. Louisville put eight, nine guys in the box and blitzed seven of them on every down at the start of that bowl game. And Evan was mm-hmm. was useless, and that's why they could do that. They looked at the tape and said, look, we're just going to come at this kid right in his face and and see what he can do. He couldn't hit a hot route. He couldn't he couldn't hit a check down. Um, and, and it was trouble. I mean, if, if the, like he had one good throw – to Blue Smith, the two throws to um to Wyatt Fisher were prayers that he had answered. Like I just I I think it's going to be very tough for Evan to win this job because he just hasn't shown yet that he's ready to be a, a high level starting quarterback. Is it in there? We'll see, but we haven't seen it when he's had his chance so yeah. far. Should be a good spring for Bearcat Journal. Um, and on the Bengals, I was just when I when you started talking, I was like, remember when we were zero and two, and everybody said, oh, the back end of the schedule is just going to wipe us out. Right? Can't start zero and two. What's going on? You know. And then it became clear that Joe obviously wasn't healthy for either one of those first two games. And the line um, hadn't gelled. Now, and, and now it's just like, ah, you know. Shouldn't be worried about anything because number one, we got number nine, and number two, everything is just falling into place. And 
uh, just take care of business on Saturday and let the madness of a week from Monday night downtown just unfold. That, that's going to be crazy. It's going to be wild, especially if they beat New England. Um, and and it'll essentially that'll essentially be for. I mean, I yeah, there's still a chance the Ravens can can mess things up and win the division in, in week 18. Yeah. But it feels like worst case, like that Bills game is going to be for the two seed at worst. And I just like Joe the other day, I think it was Kelsey was like, you know, are you aware that if the Jets lose on Thursday night, you're going to clinch a playoff berth? He goes, I had no idea. We're not playing for don't a playoff care. berth. Right. <laughs> don't care. You know, I don't care. So and I that, just love the attitude of this team, you know. Yeah, that was my reaction when I was on, like I said, I was on the way in and and Austin had a caller that was, are, are you more worried about playing the Chargers or the the Ravens in the playoffs? And my first thought was, who cares? They, who cares? They, they should be worried about playing us. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Appreciate the call, you know, Jeff. Man, all. Go ahead. Yeah, hey, Chad, Go ahead. be good and have a great holiday. Thanks, yeah. you too, man. Good to hear from you, and uh, we will talk soon. It's, uh, look. You're the hunted. You're not. You're not the hunter anymore. Last year, you were the hunter, and you had to go into Kansas City and you had to to steal the AFC Championship from them, and you did it. And then they had their revenge game at Paul Brown Stadium, and guess what? You won that too. You're the big dog now. Stand on the top of the hill. I'm the captain now. I am the captain. Let's take a break. We will we'll talk more about that. If you want to talk about that, give us a call 513-749-1530. Justin Williams coming up uh in about 10-12 minutes. Cincinnati's ESPN 1530. Florence, it's the Tony and Mo football show as we talk Bengals Patriots and look ahead to the tilt against the Bills. Monday at 305 on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. Is that the Black Santa Claus? I want a super Nintendo. Yeah. Welcome back, Cincinnati's ESPN fifteen thirty. Chad Brendel filling in for Mo Egger. I want a Super Nintendo. We got another call to get to. Michael in Covington. What's going on, Michael? How are you? Hey, Chad. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing uh, great. I've got two things real quick. Um, I just want to. I, I want to give a shout out to Dan Horde and Dave Lapham. I think they're the best radio guys on the radio. Like, you know, other other than you and Mo. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate it. Dan Horde um, is way better than me. You're not gonna hurt my feelings with that. I, I'm just kidding. So like <laughs> like they they Dave Lapham give he makes you feel like like you're sitting there with a buddy on the couch and he gets mad when they do something dumb and like he gets excited when they do something good. You hear him like, Oh, go, yeah. And he and you I, I love it. But, um, hey, out of all the teams that are in the AFC playoff race, with the exception of the Bills, like, haven't we beat just about all of them other than the Ravens? Yeah. I mean, and, and, and they dominated the Ravens last year. Like they, right. I they, mean, they, this year, Yeah, I'm, but I'm, I'm just saying I'm in general, about- like, it's not like they're the, the Ravens have been a team that they've historically struggled with 
over the past like the Joe Burrow. Twice era. last year. Yeah, they <laughs> killed him twice last year. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that's I look. Come get some. That, that's it's time for the the city and the team to 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 have that mentality. Doesn't matter who you put on the table. Come get some. Let's go. Like I'm not I'm not looking at I'm I'm not looking at Justin Herbert and being like, oh man, that's if this I don't know if this defense can stop Justin Herbert. Come on. Like I I don't I don't know if they if they if they have what it takes to slow down Lamar Jackson. Yes, they do. If they're as good as we think they are and and they're capable of winning a Super Bowl, it should be about Hey, just come get some. We're we're gonna be ready. Hey, like, let's go. I think we're I think we're better this year than last year, so I think we got a super way better chance. But yeah. Thanks, Chef. I, I appreciate it, buddy. I appreciate it, Michael. Thank you. That's the other thing. Do you think this team's better than last year? I mean, just offensive line alone, they're better than last year, right? The offensive line was a sieve. They were constantly doing everything they could to overcome a bad offensive line. This year, that's not the problem. What's their biggest problem this year? What's their biggest flaw? Getting getting passes batted down at the line? Yeah, it's a problem because it can lead to interceptions, but, I mean, that's your that's your biggest problem at this point? Your depth has been tested and been proven that it's outstanding. You're, you're, you've got the ability now, which is a rarity in the NFL, that you don't have to rush guys back, right? The, the depth has shown we can hold down the fort for you. We can, we can get things stable until you get back. And that's of course of course I'm not, like Jamar Chase, you get Jamar back as soon as you possibly can. That's not what I'm talking about. But like a Mike Hilton. You can say, "All right, maybe take an extra week. Make sure you get it right." A Hayden Hurst, maybe take an extra week, make sure you get it right. Because Hendrickson, we want to be Hendrickson? healthy. What's that? Hendrickson or Hubbard? I think you want them back uh, on time. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, they're not going to rush them, but they're not going to give them an extra week because they don't have – and, you know, Asai, Asai's played well when given the chance here recently. Mixon, they gave a little extra time because P. Ryan was playing so well and it wasn't a, a rush. They're in a luxury spot in the NFL that most teams don't get to. Let's take a break. Justin Williams from The Athletic joins us next. Cincinnati's ESPN 1530. What's going on in baseball? Getting ESPN 1530 from iHeartRadio. Welcome back, Cincinnati's ESPN 1530. Chad Brendel sitting in for Mo Egger. Terrence having fun with Christmas songs today. Are we doing this the whole show, or do we get some normal, like the back half of the show? Well, this one was uh, our guest's request. Okay, I'm just asking in general. Oh, no, we're going to mix it up with our okay. usual and our usual stuff. Speaking of guests, let's welcome him in. 
Tell me, is this your favorite Christmas song? So Taryn asked me, and I didn't really have a good answer. But, you know, I have nothing but respect for the Queen Mariah Carey. This this is her time of year, so, <laughs> you know, play the hits, right? Yeah, I, we did earlier. We already played the best Christmas song. What, so what's yours? Uh, Christmas and Hollis Queens, Run DMC. <laughs> okay, I probably could have guessed that. I mean, come on. Like, that's a classic. It's great. It's great. <laughs> Actually, I don't. I people people hate my favorite Christmas song. It's maybe What's the that? most hated nope. Christmas song of all time. Like I want a hippopotamus for Christmas or something. Uh, no, that's a good one too, though. <laughs> Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Well, that's a good one. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah, but people, some people, people don't like it. That? Yeah, there's a lot of people that don't like it. Nah. You know, I mean, look, I'm people can like what they want, but come on, I can't like that. <laughs> I know that's what I thought when I heard people don't like it. I was like, "What? That's great." <laughs> did you? I did. I love. I love signing day. Have you Have you seen this stuff yeah. from Peyton Bowen? No. So Peyton Bowen committed to Notre Dame a while ago. It was one of Marcus Freeman's, like you know, higher rated, higher end recruits, and then yesterday did the old like hat trick and like the fake out and flipped from Notre Dame to Oregon. Hey, it's Mo Egger. If you're a college basketball fan, you're going to love Longneck Sports Grill. There are three locations in Northern Kentucky, Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Each one of them has 4K TVs all over the place. And at Longnecks, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And the menu at Longnecks is awesome, but you've got to try their wings. No matter who your team is, you'll find them at Longnecks. This college basketball season, swing by Longnecks Sports Grill. Stay late. Come often. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mm, is this... I saw uh, Dan Lanning. Yeah smoking a stogie last night i have to assume that's part of the reason for this well yeah but the, I, the stogie didn't last long because today he flipped from oregon to oklahoma oh, wow. <laughs> it, like he, he, he put this long notes app up about about sorry to to oregon for what happened yesterday and thanks to marcus freeman and, and all those guys and it's it's the first one i've seen it's a two-pager normally wow. they're just Did one he- page the one page is thanking uh, Oregon and Notre Dame, and then that leads me to Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma's always been a place that's felt like home to me. Reflecting, <laughs> it seems like I was just just outstanding. And then um, uh, Oregon and Notre Dame faithful, I'm sorry for how I handled the process, changing my decision on signing day, the hat pump fake. All of it could have been handled better. I can't change what I did. <laughs> But I'm going to Oklahoma. <laughs> Signing day is the best, man. I, you know, I guess credit to him for owning up to it, right? Yeah. I mean, it, you know, he put himself on blast a little bit. But speaking it's, of it's signing rare day. You can anger two fan bases like that. Yeah. He, he like that's, that's good work. That's good work. <laughs> uh, speaking of signing day, 
I'm sure there's no accusations of uh, illegal inducements and things of that nature <laughs> coming from Oregon and, and Notre Dame directed at Oklahoma. Absolutely not. No chance. Um, speaking of signing day, Scott Satterfield, 11 high school prospects signed yesterday. Uh, a very high average ranking, uh, the highest average ranking for a recruit uh, signing class in the history of the program. They signed four transfers. How would you grade Scott Satterfield's first signing day? Yeah, I think especially if you're just talking about that the high school crop, those 11 guys, like, I think it's pretty good. That's about as, as good as you could hope for, considering he got the job two and a half weeks before early signing day. Right. You know, he kept Brady Drogosh, the four-star quarterback, highest-rated recruit in the class. He flipped a couple Louisville guys on pretty short notice. Like, yeah, it's a small class. But, you know, now with the way they've gotten rid of that 25 number, the way you can go into the portal, I think if you're just saying, hey, we got 11 guys, which is very big, but they're, you know, at least ratings-wise, they're they're pretty quality players. We think they fit what we want to do. I think in the short turnaround he had, you gotta you got to commend him for that. I think another thing that people need to realize that, that I haven't seen talked about maybe enough, uh, and, and obviously this is a, a moving target, but the 25 limit is out, and what that means is, it, for, for those that aren't you know super recruiting savvy, you used to only be able to add 25 players a year into your program, be it high school recruits, be it transfer portal, whatever. You could Walk-ons don't count, obviously, but right. you could only add 25 scholarship players a year into your program. That is now gone, and the number is the 85 uh, scholarship limit. And honestly, Justin, when you look at it, Cincinnati's pretty close to that 85 when you add these 15 guys into the mix. There's not a lot of wiggle room, or at least at this point. Still, obviously, more guys could enter the transfer portal, uh, but you still have a couple guys making decisions that could come back for a super senior year. Uh, in the grand scheme of things, Cincinnati's a lot closer to that 85 number, I think, than people realize. Yeah, and that's, so that's part of the reason they got rid of this, right? Part of it was the transfer portal because you can have more guys leave. You might need more than 25 in a class. But then there's that COVID year, like you mentioned. Do you have you know guys you would expect to maybe come off the books? Instead, now they're hanging around an extra year. That's going to change up your numbers. So, yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, what Probably the, the class otherwise would have been maybe around 20 you know, yeah. before the coaching change. And then there's going to be the – there's always going to be the portal every year. So I think that's a good way of looking at it. Yes, it feels like a small number traditionally, but, you know, moving forward, there might be years where without a coaching change, schools are signing a dozen guys or something like that. I, I'm going to answer, ask you this because I don't feel like answering it the hundred times I get asked, so I'm going to have you do it. Uh, that quarterback room, all of a sudden, you add four-star Brady Drogosh, and then you add a, a pretty quality transfer in Emory Jones. Uh, who has played at Florida and Arizona State and has played a lot of football. Uh, yesterday, Ben Bryant announced that he is coming back for his sixth season. Uh, Evan Prater is still in the fold. Uh, Brady Lichtenberg is still in the fold, although you might get your wish now. Uh, I won't get into that. Uh, what the hell's going on in the quarterback room, Justin? Yeah, look, so when I first started kind of doing this and was coming to you asking about recruiting stuff, I was always curious, like, all right, do they have enough spots? What are the numbers? And you always told me, like, the numbers will take care of themselves. And this is, you know, this isn't necessarily recruiting-wise, but I think it's the same thing here in the quarterback room, right? Like, oh, they have, they have five quarterbacks. What are they going to do with them all? My guess is the numbers will take care of themselves, whether that's someone who – 
enters the portal, whether that's someone who realizes like, you know what, I'm probably not going to play, but this is where I want to be. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm going to be fine being a, a bench guy, a practice guy, a scout team guy, something like that. Uh, but it's, you know, even if I'm sure in these meetings, they're probably telling, you know, guys like, Hey, we bring in Emory Jones. This is what that means. Or, Hey, you played some last year and you understand this, this culture and this program. This is what that means. I, I think these kids are smart. They, they can kind of look around and, and start counting and figuring out and realizing like, all right, if I want to play, I might need to go somewhere else. So it's, it's five right now. By the time we get to spring ball, let's, uh, let's reassess that and see where they're at. Did you just use my saying against me? No, I used it as a way to credit you. I'm, I'm showing people how much I've learned from, from you. So that, that's the one off, thing. you off for me. It's finally setting in. It's, it's starting to finally make sense. I still get it. What What's the number? I, I, look, man, it doesn't matter what the number is. It always works itself out. That's right. It, it, it's, it's sports. It's football. Like, water finds its level uh, every time. Not sometimes, every time. Uh, let, let's let's turn the page to basketball. Uh, the non-conference season is done. The Bearcats are nine and four. Um, obviously, the NKU loss is a stain. But um, other than that, I, I think this is kind of where you know, if you if if ten and three, I think everybody would have been like, yeah, that sounds about right. So nine and four with the NKU loss is is you know. Not where people expected, but where do you think this team is at the the non-conference break? Yeah, I wrote a little bit about that today, too. Really, that NKU game is the the only game that if you're looking at it on paper, they should have won and didn't. Um, Now, granted, like 11 points against NKU, 11 points second half against NKU that turns into a loss. Man, I don't want to talk about that. That's a pretty big, like, yeah, I know. (laughs) I don't just want to sleep it away like it was nothing, but, you know, Xavier, they, they came back. Uh, they had a chance to win that game. The OSU game was pretty rough. The Arizona game looked actually played pretty well considering the opponent. They just were playing a really good Arizona team. The thing that's weird, though, if you're looking at who they beat, that they just haven't had a chance to play anyone that's kind of like a good to decent team. And, okay, you probably set the non-conference schedule that way up on purpose. But if you look at, you know, on Ken Palm or net ratings where most of the teams are going to face in the American Conference coming up, outside of Houston and maybe Memphis, everyone's kind of in this like middle chunk of the country yeah. that Cincinnati just hasn't played a game like that. So, you know, they could get in there and they could be like, you know, okay, we're actually really well matched up against those types of teams. And then we're have a chance to finish in the top two or three of, of the conference. Everyone's going to be chasing Houston, obviously, or maybe they get in there and they start struggling. So that was kind of my takeaway is looking at it is for the most part, they won the games they're supposed to win but I really don't know how they're going to look against a lot of these conference teams because they just haven't played anyone that's really comparable to them. Yeah, right. Like, are they a top 50 team or are they a top 150 team? We don't know because they haven't played anybody from 50 to 150. Right, exactly. (laughs) Uh, The best win they have by the metrics is that Bryant game, and Bryant was missing a bunch of guys because they were sick, and and then everyone else is like 30 Bryant had seven of their top eight guys. Okay, but... They weren't operating at full strength. Uh, yeah, they had four of their five starters and seven of their top eight. Uh, eh. Cincinnati was without uh, what Rob Fennessy and 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 uh, John Newman. Newman. So Cincinnati was yeah. missing more of their top eight than than Bryant was. 
Fair enough. And they got look, they got the win. It wasn't even close. So you give them you give them credit for that. It's not right. like it was a tight game. They blew them out. Right. And that's the other thing. They've blown out in in their nine wins. I think their average margin of victory is like twenty two points or something like that. So yeah. again, they're you know they're winning the games they're supposed to minus the NKU game. But it's just I don't know how much we can translate that to conference play. The one thing you have to be able to take away from this is that there is a potential star emerging for this basketball program, and he hates Jalen Stowe. <laughs> this, this is true. Victor Lockin uh, has, has really the, – the potential we've long heard about has kind of materialized. Um, but, like, real hardcore UC fans who know who the GAs are, uh, yeah, Victor Lockett is not a, not a big fan of one of the graduate assistants on, on Cincinnati staff. Still one of my favorite press conference moments of all time yesterday was, was last night, Victor Lockett in the press conference looking straight into a camera and saying, I hate you, Stowe. And if you want to know anything about Stowe, uh, Jalen Stowe, who's a, a graduate assistant, I'll just say he and Troy Copain could have a talk-off, and I'm not convinced Troy would win. <laughs> and Vic wasn't joking either. No, Vic hates Jalen Stowe. Yeah. He appreciates Jalen Stowe, makes him better. He also hates him. Right. Because, yeah, exactly. he does. <laughs> the, the, other, the other thing, the Jeremiah Davenport uh, conversation. It's gotten to a point where people have made up their mind. Nobody is is changing their stance on Jeremiah Davenport. I think we have seen a different Jeremiah Davenport since the first half of the Xavier game. Uh, I think he has been exactly what this team has needed him to be over the past week and a half or so, Um, even if he took a bunch of open shots last night and missed. Agree? Yeah, look. He's he what he go two for twelve from three last night. Yeah. He's he's gonna have a game this season where he goes seven for ten from three and like it's you know w- when you're a shooter you got to shoot and some nights you're not gonna have it. I think there were probably a couple last night that were ill advised. You think maybe if you're falling early, back yeah, down, there were a few. Yeah, you're you're feeling a little better about it. But he does. He has a role on the team, and part of it is you know come in and score or 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 get some get some points whether it's off the bench or early in the game early in a half something like that but i think even if it's not a traditional six man role it's kind of settled into a little bit more of that in terms of how they're using him when they're using him yeah. and i i think he's one of those guys that he benefits and the team benefits from him playing a little bit less from him being a you know at less volume, more efficient. I, I think that's what's going to come from the way they've kind of changed up his minutes since the Xavier game, like you said. And if he can, if he can accept that role and kind of lean into it, I actually think he can be a really beneficial piece for this team down the stretch. I agree. You have a wonderful Christmas. Uh, you, you tell all those that that horde of little herd of little girls that you have. Uh, you you tell them that Uncle Chad said Merry Christmas, and I will uh, I will talk to you soon, my friend. Appreciate it. Merry Christmas to you too, really. All right. There you go. Justin Williams from The Athletic. You can find him on Twitter at Williams underscore Justin. All right. Let's take a break. Hour one in the books. Plenty more to come. Cincinnati's ESPN 1530. Joe Burrow and his first place Bengals are looking to give the 7-7 Patriots a big fat loss. Showtime. It will be heated holiday who day action. Get up by Chase. Heads for the end zone. Touchdown! Consider it our present to you. The flea flicker executed to perfection. Dan Hoard and Dave Lappin have the call live. Coverage starts Saturday morning at 9 on ESPN 1530, the official home of the Bengals. 
Here we go. Hour number two. The home of the Bengals, Cincinnati's ESPN 1530. Chad Brendel in for Mo Egger today. Bengals pep rally tomorrow. Terrence, how it is? Yes, Bengals pep rally tomorrow. I will be here tomorrow, hopefully, depending on uh, the good grace of our friend, old friend Mother Nature. Uh, I plan to be here 12 to 3 with Austin Elmore doing Cincy 360. Uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> and then Bengals pep rally. All getting you ready for the Bengals taking on the New England Patriots Christmas Eve, Saturday. Should be a good one. Hey, it's Mo Egger. The college basketball season is heating up, and there's no better place to watch every game than Long Neck Sports Grill. There are 4K TVs all over the place at each Long Neck's location, and at Long Neck's, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And I say this often, if you haven't tried Long Neck's Wings, what are you waiting for? No matter who your team is, you'll be able to watch them at Long Neck's. Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Long Neck Sports Grill. This college basketball season, stay late, come often. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm going to feel a little weird all the games on Saturday. Yeah, it will. It'll make it feel like Sunday. Um, And then, then you'll just have a second Sunday. This weekend's going to have two Sundays. <laughs> Are they playing all the bowl games on Sunday? Are they playing a bunch of bowl games on Sunday? No. Uh, all the New Year's Day bowl games will be played Monday. No, I'm not talking. Like, but in there, won't there be secondary bowls? Um, like just regular bowl games Sunday? If the NFL's all on Saturday? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think, they, I don't think college football would want to try to compete with the NFL. Uh, so, the, but there are NFL games on Sunday. Yes. Okay. I'm so in a, like I, we. There's been so much going on. What like I have to I have uh, the capacity to to know what is happening, like in the 275 loop. Anything outside of the 275 loop right now, I I don't have the uh, I don't have the bandwidth. So no bowl games this Sunday or the following Sunday. Okay. I knew there wouldn't be any on on New Year's Day. Because uh, that'll be the NFL. And you can't put bowl games up against NFL games because the bowl games will get their ass kicked. And then you can't put bowl games up against the NFL plus NBA. Right. Yeah. Um, Reds. Let's get to some Reds. We got we got our guy Clay Snowden coming up uh, here at the uh, at, at the next in the next segment in about 10, 12 minutes. Uh, we will talk to Tony Pike here in a minute. But there is quite a bit going on in Reds country today. Uh, Kirk Casale brought back as the third catcher uh, by the Reds today to make room for Kirk Casale. The Reds have uh, designated for assignment Mike Moustakis, who basically just stole like $35 million, $40 million from the Reds. 
he was a good locker room guy. I don't have anything against Moose. He just didn't do anything here. So you're you're basically eating, I think, $22 million to, to make him go away. I don't hate it. Uh, the other move is that they have signed Will Myers. Uh, Nick Crawl says Will Myers should, uh, should pl- probably play right field, but he will be insurance at first base, uh, depending on Joey Votto's health and availability. Uh, do we have a little bit of sound from Nick Crawl and Will Myers, right, Taryn? We do. Let's get to that real quick. Uh, let's listen to Nick Crawl first. Okay. I guess we'll go back, uh, work from backwards a little bit uh, or forwards. But with uh, Myers, what, what made him the ideal uh, fit for you guys and what you were looking for? I know you wanted to add your offense. How did you guys see him as the guy to, to bring in? He's a quality outfielder that can hit, uh, has some a pop in the middle of your lineup. Um, he is – Solid everyday player. Uh, obviously had some injuries last year, but played well after that. Uh, can play, has some versatility, uh, but most likely is going to be in the outfield. Versatility meaning uh, he, he's played some first, but he's mostly uh, left and right, and uh, that's where he's going to play. Mark, you're on mute. Did you see which one, like left or right? Have you guys penciled in for like a specific everyday spot, or is it going to play it by ear? i say probably more right than left. How long, how long kind of did the talks kind of progress there with Myers in terms of trying to get that done? Uh, it's been an all, uh, they both of them have been during the off season. We've had conversations uh, with, with both players. Uh, I'd say they started right at the end, right as free agency opened around the GM meetings and, and uh, progressed from there. All right. That's Obviously, enough. I, I can't Kurt do it. Is a guy that you, I can't do it. There's like there's like 14 seconds between every question. We haven't figured out how to do Zoom meetings yet. You got to be quick on the on the mute button. Is Will Myers any better? Is the is the the Will Myers interview any better? Or is there 14 seconds between each question right. or two? Honestly, I haven't listened to any of them. I just downloaded them. All right, let's listen to a little bit of Will Myers. We'll see how much I can tolerate. <laughs> not starting off well well will uh congratulations first of all so welcome to cincinnati thank you Uh, thank you you know i guess one of the big things when anytime we talk to a hitter is uh about this ballpark is that uh something you're looking forward to uh yeah i mean i think uh it goes without saying that cincinnati is obviously a great place to hit um you know i've been uh not only that i i i like the city a lot it's uh i've enjoyed my time there but obviously yes uh the the ballpark in itself is 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 a nice draw it was a place that uh uh, i was really looking at starting in free agency and was able to uh come to terms with something here and uh, get it done first time in uh free agency kind of what was that process like for you uh, yeah, it was different. Um, you know, we had, uh, had some interest in some, uh, you know, some teams calling, but ultimately I think for me, it was, uh, um, sorry, did I lose? All right, here we go. Uh, ultimately for me, it came to a, a place that uh, I thought was a great fit for me. I think, uh, with, um, you know, getting, uh, t- towards closer to home was nice. And, uh, I think for me in my career, this is a good place for me to kind of come in for one year and, uh, see how it goes for me. One. 
Hey, Will, sorry I'm at the airport. But um, what were you looking for in general uh, in free agency? What were the factors that were really important to you? Uh, I think uh, specifically, you know, looking for a, uh, a a place that fit me and my family, first and foremost. I think it was um, – sorry, I got a couple of people call. Uh, looking for a good place for me and my family. Uh, I think it was important to kind of get back close to home. Obviously, San Diego was a great place for me. Um, you know, really enjoyed my time there, but getting closer to home was important. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the ballparks uh, was a factor as well. But, um, you know, I like uh, every every time I've been to uh, Cincinnati, I've really enjoyed it. And I think it's a place uh, that uh, could be a good fit for both sides. There you go. There's Will Myers on his uh, signing with Cincinnati and uh, the the – the great American ballpark thing is interesting because in the details of his contract, uh, if he gets traded by the Reds, he gets an extra $2 million. So it's a $7.5 million deal. If he gets traded, he gets $9.5 million. Um, that's that's great negotiating by his agent because guess what? If this season is as bad as we think it likely is going to be, then he will be with the Reds. Uh, until July 31st, and then they'll move him for a couple prospects. He'll get his extra $2 million. That'll probably be, you know, the majority of it picked up by the team that he is uh, going to. And Cincinnati gets, you know, what, two-thirds of a season from a guy that uh, that eventually was just here in order to bring you prospects in return. I, I think it's a little bit silly. Uh, we'll We'll get to more of that. Uh, when we talk to Clay Snowden uh, here in the next segment, um, but now we're we're going to talk to Tony Pike. Hopefully, I see what Mo goes through now because Taryn and Tony are chatting, and uh, I'm waiting to put Tony on the air, and it's not happening. So, you know, can I can I talk to him, Taryn? Am I allowed to talk to Tony? No. No. Go ahead. You're okay. Good. Okay. Now uh, there, there he is. What, what were you guys talking about, Tone? Oh, uh, Chad, we were talking about uh, you know, stopping down to uh, to Augie's in Reading tonight uh, to have some drinks for the Cincy Three Hundred and Sixty Christmas Party. Sure. Yes. My, yes, but we had to we had to we had to adjust it right because there's this bad weather coming yes, in tonight. Yes. So it's it's from so, six to ten, right? Yeah, we've got to cut it at ten o'clock. My invite must have got lost in the mail or something. Uh, Austin was supposed to send those out. Okay, I couldn't make it make it anyway. I have to go home and continue working. I have three podcasts to do tonight, so. Um, you know, I get it. I get it. You know, you you got to get the before the weather comes. You got to get the content in. Correct. Because what Correct. if Who what knows? if I don't have internet? I mean, you're, I was gonna say your internet might crash. Right. Tell this us more about. Your uh, uh, your your time at B Dubs today. Well, here's this is a special one, Chad, because okay. I am at the uh, B Dubs here in Mason off Snyder Road. I'm here till six o'clock, but I'm not just here tonight. So if you're worried about the weather, or you know you're worried about well I, I can't make it tonight, I'm here the next two Thursdays as well. There you go. So you're going to have an opportunity not just this week, but if you want to come next week or the week after, I'm at this location off Snyder Road each of the next three Thursdays. Buy one, get one free, boneless wings tonight. Happy hour goes until 6. Uh, usually you get the late night happy hour, but they're going to be closing at 10 tonight because of the weather. It's, it's a great place to watch games. It's a great place to, uh, to come get some food. The drinks are always uh, top-notch. And really what a great spot to start 
your official holiday season. I think this is the time now with the weather coming tomorrow, Christmas Eve, Saturday, we're at the holiday season now. Come get it started the right way and, uh, and swing by B-dubs and Mason. So you can't go with the sauce sauce tonight, right? Because because we need the Jets to lose. Unfortunately, I'm not getting the sauce sauce tonight, even though I saw a cardboard cut out of him when I came in. And I think for the first time I've been at a B-dubs, I think they have like the automated robot servers here. I like just I have a human I have a human server, but I think they put the food on this little robot and it comes out. I'm fascinated by this. I've yet to order, um, but I am going to order and see if the robot brings it out. I just saw something on, on TikTok earlier today that they just opened the first fully automated McDonald's in Texas. Wow. Would you trust that? I don't trust that. No. No. Absolutely not. You know how many robots have it out for me? I, mean, I don't even want to think about it. Given the status of your elbow, probably most of them. <laughs> Exactly. Probably mo- a like lot they, of bots out there. They didn't do good work on your elbow. It's still it's still wonky to this day, isn't it? See, that's my question. If, if I can't trust a robot to go in there and fix my arm, can I trust a robot to make my food? No, they're going to food poison now you. The, well, the good thing here is there are cooks in the God, kitchen. Yeah. They, just they just put it on the robot, right. and the robot wheels it on out here. It's amazing. Amazing. Well, you wait. you enjoy so and we will talk again soon. All right, Chad. All right, appreciate you, Tom. Let's take a break. More when we come back. Cincinnati's ESPN fifteen thirty. One of the great Christmas debates, right, Taryn? Is Players Ball a Christmas song? It was initially released on a Christmas album, but didn't become famous until Southern Playalistic was released in 1994. Does that make this a Christmas song because it was on a Christmas album? Or no? I say I say yes, Taryn. Say it is a Christmas song. It is. It's one hundred percent a Christmas song. It was on a Christmas album and its introduction that makes it a Christmas song. Clay Snowden, do you have any thoughts on whether Players Ball, Outcast's first ever song, is a Christmas song or not? I've never heard a song on a Christmas album that's not a Christmas song. Therefore it is a Christmas song. All right. Are you a big Outcast guy? I am, yeah. Perfect. I love I'm a I'm I'm one of the biggest Outcast fans on the planet, so Good to hear that. I didn't want to have to hang up on you before we could talk. <laughs> <laughs> We're joined by Clay Snowden. Clay is a contributor for Just Baseball. He does a weekly baseball fantasy article and uh, State of the Division podcast at Just BB Media. You can find him at Clay underscore SNO. And uh, it's good to hear from you, man. It's been a little while. It has been. About, you know, the Reds had to do something for, for us to talk. Well, the Reds had to do something, and I had to, to like, that – once college football starts and then we get to that point where they cross over, I have no time for like anything. Like my family barely knows me <laughs> at this <laughs> point in time in the year. And now the bowl game is over. Uh, so I'm, I'm coming out of the, the cocoon a little bit, but uh, give us a, uh, give us a brief rundown of what has happened today and your take uh, as you go along with the, uh, the addition of Will Myers and uh, Kirk Casale coming back uh, to the roster, and Mike Moustakis being designated for assignment. 
Hey, it's Mo Egger. The college basketball season is heating up, and there's no better place to watch every game than Long Neck Sports Grill. There are 4K TVs all over the place at each Long Neck's location, and at Long Neck's, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And I say this often, if you haven't tried Long Neck's Wings, what are you waiting for? No matter who your team is, you'll be able to watch them at Long Neck's. Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Long Neck Sports Grill. This college basketball season, stay late, come often. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, so in, in that order, you know, Will Myers was brought in, and he um, once was a big-time prospect and spent time in Kansas City and most recently in San Diego and he was injured a bit last year, but this is a guy who can play outfield and first base, 32 years old. The majority of his career, he has over a 100 WRC+, plus, which is a metric that compares you to other hitters. 100 is league average. So he's been above league average in a career OPS over 800 against lefties. So this is a right-handed bat who can play corner outfield for you, can play first base, DH, and he's going to hit lefties well. I like the deal. I don't care about the money because there isn't a salary cap. So no need to talk about how it really affects, you know, other movement. And it's a guy who's a, who's a vet who can come in. It's a one-year deal with a mutual option for year two. I love the move. It's nothing but upside in my opinion. If it doesn't work out, it's just one year. It does not really matter. The, the other Bring thing, him back, Kirk. Real quick, I, th- I think the other thing that, that, that is necessary for me is it's not a move that blocks – anybody particularly exactly. when you're talking about the minor leagues i would have a problem with it like if they bring in a guy for one year that blocks ellie de la cruz from finding his way up to the major league roster as quickly as possible i would have a problem with that finding a corner outfielder when when corner outfielders aren't where the the farm system is strong as a one-year gap that's probably going to be traded in july anyway like it is what it is i don't really it doesn't it, it, it's not a, a big deal yeah, he might block Stuart Fairchild, who is a fringe MLB player right. at this point. So you improved there. There's going to be at-bats available at DH, corner outfield, and potentially, you know, Joey's missed time and a backup first baseman's needed. So he can fill all of that. So I like the move. Bringing back old friend Kurt Casale, 34 years old, um, last played with the Mariners after a deadline move. And he ends his Mariners career with five total hits for Seattle. So, um, and, uh, you know, it seems like the Reds have been sending all their players to Seattle. So yes. it's good to get one back. <laughs> um, th- this is a move I liked as well. He's not a great defensive catcher, has hit well in great American ballpark when he played here, but it gives you depth. How many times over the past couple of years did we see more or less, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, but random catchers on the Reds roster. Right. Tyler Stevenson's the guy, and Kirk Casale knows that, but Stevenson can play first if need be to, to give him time. He missed some time with injury last year. They did bring in a local kid, Luke Bailey. Um, Bailey's never played more than 80 games 
in one season in the MLB. This is a third catcher type, um, which is great. Now you have three catchers on the 40-man who all have MLB experience, and it's a much better option than calling up a guy from AAA who's 26 and has never cracked the majors. So I like that move. But the most important move of the day, the one with the biggest impact, in my opinion, is getting rid of Mike Moustakis. It's a sunk cost, right? You have to pay him that money regardless. But now you clear a roster spot, which is, you know, good. But the biggest thing is you're giving at-bats to players who have upside and you're giving at-bats to players who have a future in this organization. Spencer Steer is going to play more. And it opens the door for Noel V. Marte, who was brought back in the Luis Castillo trade, top top 50 prospect. And it opens the door for, for Ellie De La Cruz, too. It's just more at-bats to go around. Whenever those two are ready to be called up, they're going to have a spot. And, of course, you know, Jose Barrero, and Matt McLean too. Those are more prospects. Now I know Barrero's not in the best position right now. He has not played well in the MLB. This is a guy two years ago who tore up Triple A, twenty-four years old. They're still going to give him at bats. Yeah. So in my opinion, it's let's get rid of the guy who we have to pay. Let's pay him to get the hell out of here, and let's give players who are going to potentially impact the future of this team as many at-bats as possible. If you're all in on the rebuild, be all in on the rebuild. Rebuild, Clear exactly. the deck for guys that need experience and playing time and at-bats. I'm absolutely with you. Look, I'm sure Moose is a wonderful guy. It didn't work here. I'm sure he It is. didn't work. <laughs> it ended up being it, a terrible signing, but that is what it is. You don't hit them all. And we know this about free agency, right? And I'm not saying this applies to Moose. I'm speaking general terms about free agency. Sometimes players get paid, and you don't know how that's going to affect them. Right. And, you know, you pay for past performance. Really, you should be paying for future performance. They had to overpay Moose to get him to come to Cincinnati. Yep. That's just where they were at that point in time, and that's probably where they're going to be because players would rather play on a winning team unless they're looking for a bounce back like Will Myers, who says, I want every day at bats. I'll sign here for a year, maybe two. They, you know, seven point five million is, you know, a good chunk of change for a guy who is kind of maybe fourth outfielder, starter on a mediocre team. So, in my eyes, getting rid of Moose was so big, and it just didn't work. And that's fine. They well, took a chance; it didn't pay off. You signed him and Castellanos at the same time. If you put those two moves together. I don't think it ends up being all that bad. And then you look at all the guys that the Reds got back in the Castellanos. Uh, oh, crap. Yeah. Well, Damn. you know, also included in that <laughs> offseason was Wade Miley. Yeah. Who had who, who had one good year, a, a, a couple of big moments. And everyone's favorite outfielder, Shogo Akiyama, who was a complete disaster. Yeah. Um, so it, it looked at the time, bad, you know, right? there's a – yeah, there's a lot of hype around the time, right? And a lot of excitement, as there should have been. Yeah, It didn't work out, and that's part of free agency. And this is why it's so important to build through the farm system. And I know other teams like the Mets can put Band-Aids on everything with money. If we're being honest, that's just not something that the Reds can do right now. And even if they can, we know they're not going to. Right, so it's we, not something the Reds will like they, do right, right now. And right now they have a great farm system. 
They have all of these young players with promise. We'll see what they become. There's no guarantees, as you know. But right now where the roster is, this season's going to be exciting because it's no longer watching players you know will not impact the future. It's going to be watching players that will be here for the next five years, players that are young, players with upside. And it's going to be a lot more refreshing than watching, you know, some guys out there who probably aren't major league talents. Absolutely. Where can they find you and uh, what can they, uh, what can they look for in your content, Clay, if they're new to you? Yeah. Over at uh, just baseball.com. I actually just wrote a really fun article about a, um, Oakland A's fan who does charity work through the Oakland A's to raise money for them. That will be coming out next week. Um, I actually went out to Oakland, met with him, sat with him, talked to him. Um, There should be a Reds article coming out within the next week as well. And I'm on Twitter at Clay underscore Snow, S-N-O. All right. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming on. And uh, awesome talking to you as always. Happy holidays to you and your wife as well, Chad. Appreciate you, Clay. There you go. All right. Clay Snowden from Just Baseball. Let's take a break. More after this. Cincinnati's ESPN 1530. said quick segment just listen through the shaka khan part in the first verse and then go back to commercial go to dan class after that (laughs) you didn't even turn the mic on you saw me sitting there just kind of jamming well then by the interview back All right, well, that's your segment. More after this. When we come back, Dan Claskins joins us to talk some fantasy football, get you ready for your playoffs, the semifinals of your fantasy football league. Conference championship if you're in a massive league like I used to be. I'm glad I don't I'm, I, I don't play anymore, Taryn. I'm so glad I don't have that in my life anymore. It takes up a lot of time if you're going to be good. Unless yeah, you just I listen. I'm my app. I'm out of playoffs. You're out of the playoffs. You deleted it. You're done. I'm done. The only way to the only way I could do this is if I like, and I could, I guess, just call Dan Claskins every week and be like, "What should I do with this crap roster that I put together?" <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to Dan next. Since not easy, ESPN fifteen thirty. Welcome back, Cincinnati's ESPN fifteen thirty. Chad Brendel sitting in for Mo Egger today. Rest in peace, Shock G. 
pops on that I'm singing, ding-a-ringing, funky beats ringing, everybody swinging in the place as I kick the J's, easy watch style, R&B, mixing it with the hip-hop, swing beat, champagne in my Shock hand, was so good. Underrated, Taryn. One of the most underrated MCs of all time, Shock G. What do you think, Dan Claskins? You a Shock G guy? I'm a Jeff Brendel guy. I'm a Darren Bland guy. So that absolutely makes me a Shock G guy. Yeah. I mean, Humpty got all the love, but Shock G was the man behind the nose. <laughs> easy, easy. Uh, there's a lot of people that don't know who digital underground yeah. is that don't that, that that didn't make any sense at all oh well oh, fantasy football God. time dan it is the semifinals. it is the the round before your opportunity to win it all what do we need to know to get across the finish line to get into that championship game starting tonight with jets and uh, uh and 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 jags well, first of all, uh, a, at least a minor, if not a major, in meteorology uh, meteorology might help here, Jeff, because uh, yeah. we've been talking about weather. We've been talking about injuries. I mean, bye weeks are over. But I'll say right now, uh, definitely stick into the process. Don't overthink it. You know? I mean, it's easy to do, uh, especially when you have so much time uh, here at the holidays, time off work. But also, you got to be smart, man. Play every wrinkle of the rules uh, that your rules will allow. And I talk about it all the time, blocking in fantasy football. A perfect example this morning, uh, you know, I'm sitting out there in a league with two quarterbacks, got Jalen Hurts, and my opponent, who had fab left, made a bid, even though he didn't need a quarterback, on Gardner Minshew and sort of leaving me hanging. And you, know, you have to know what your opponent's weaknesses are because these bench spots on your team right now don't really mean anything when the season ends in a week if you're not going to play that player anyway. So, yeah, some people might look at it as dirty. I look at it as winning. Who are the uh, who are the names? You've gone through the weather reports. You're an expert in uh, every city, uh, what their weather is going to be like when the game is played. Now I know, you know, you've got your meteorology degree. Uh, I saw you studying up for classes when our daughters were playing volleyball. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what what are some guys you need to keep an eye on this week? Well, I'll tell you right now. Let's start first of all. Just because of the weather, expect low fantasy output. I mean, I started following these spreads, I think, back in my days at R.C. Hinsdale there, Jeff. But uh, <laughs> I haven't seen a week with 16 games on tap with seven totals over under 40 points. Hey, it's Mo Egger. If you're a college basketball fan, you're going to love Long Neck Sports Grill. There are three locations in northern Kentucky, Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Each one of them has 4K TVs all over the place. And at Long Necks, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And the menu at Long Necks is awesome, but you've got to try their wings. No matter who your team is, you'll find them at Long Necks. This college basketball season, swing by Long Neck Sports Grill. Stay late. Come often. I don't think in my life. I haven't had time to do that research. but And it's because of Mother Nature. It starts tonight. Jacksonville at the Jets. Steady rain. 10 to 15 mile power winds. It's in the 40s. It, Chad, it rain and wind. These are the things that bother me the most. Tonight, it's more of the rain. The two ugliest games of the weekend, bottom line, New Orleans at Cleveland. You're talking about 10 degrees, 30-mile-per-hour winds, gust over 40 on the lake. And then you got Buffalo at Chicago. It's the second ugliest uh, game with basically just a little, little lesser conditions. So don't play kickers. A uh, guy like Gabe Davis, who 
lives on the deep ball and hasn't done much anyway, uh, he's probably not going to get that deep ball against Chicago because there aren't going to be many deep balls out of that win. So cold temperature is not a big deal. It's the win when it follows. What about injuries this week? Any injuries we need to uh, to keep an eye on? I could have used the whole segment just talking about the quarterback injuries. Let's start <laughs> with uh, the one tonight. Mike White couldn't make it back from them ribs again. So Zach Wilson for the second straight week for the Jets fighting for their playoff lives. Uh, obviously, I think that's a downgrade for certain players on the Jets, but I expect to be a running game anyway. The biggest news of the week, of course, is Jalen Hurts. This is the playoffs. He probably played through it. Uh, they don't care about your fantasy playoffs. The Eagles just need one win here. He's been ruled out. It's Gardner Minshew time in Philly. Lamar Jackson also not expected to play Tyler Huntley on the injury report. We'll start for the Ravens once again. Ryan Tannehill, this season could be over with that ankle issue. Malik Willis, that's a big downgrade for what's a little bit of value that uh, Tennessee passing game had. I do expect Russell Wilson and Kenny Pickett back with concussions, but Colt McCoy uh, out with concussions. So, woo, Trey McSorley there, third stringer in Arizona. And then Jonathan Taylor, the bus kill series, number one overall pick, played two, uh, three downs maybe uh, in the first uh, playoff week, and now he's out for the season with an ankle injury. Kenneth Walker, Najee Harris, two running backs we'll keep our eyes on. I, you know, it's going to be at least in our week for Debo Samuel, Tyler Lockett uh, with the finger. We got Chris Olave ruled out with a hamstring injury just minutes before I came on the air. And on the other side of that matchup, Amari Cooper, questionable with the hip. So, uh, yeah, the list is adding up quickly. And, Chad, here's the thing. If guys are on teams that are playing for nothing, what are they rushing back for? So these injuries this week for guys like Chris Olave probably means the end of his fantasy season. Uh, Stardom Sidham. Who can we look for in that Stardom Sidham window this week? Well, my stud of the week is Chris Godwin. And it was nice uh, if you had him on your team and stashed him after he missed the first portion of the season. But consistency is king, my friend. And he's been a model of it since his return earlier this season. Definitely becoming that target leader for the Bucks. He's had eight-plus targets in nine straight games. And even though he had a bye week, since week 12, there's been five weeks. He's still, or since week 11, there's been five weeks. He's still wide receiver 12, playing four games. So he's my stud. My dud's Antonio Gibson, and the commander's running back. I mean, he's failed to hit double-digit PPR points now, four of his last six games. No teams allow fewer fantasy points than the 49ers. That's a double recipe for doom and uh, – you know, a big piece of coal when you're stocking if you're starting Gibson this Christmas weekend. And the sleeper pick of uh, the week for me, Daniel Jones, and I really need him, by the way, uh, <laughs> but I believe in him too. Uh, pretty brutal last week versus Washington. He didn't even get the double-digit points in most scoring formats, but he's indoors. Love that. Love the fact he's going against the Vikings D, and uh, I think that's a nice bounce-back opportunity for the Giants and the Giants quarterback, uh, Jones, in for a big day here. He's inside my top ten this week at the position. You still alive? How many how many irons you got in the fire this weekend? I got – it's been pretty good season. I ain't gonna, I'm not going to lie, man. I did get knocked out in a couple of them last week. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm still alive in 50% of my season-long leagues. It's my final weekend. So. There you go. Taryn has already deleted – Taryn has already deleted the app from his phone. Uh, he's done with fantasy football for the year. Yes, yes. Well, it happened. Here's the thing to remember, Chad. Right now, 67% of the league's done. Yep. Uh, and after this week, it's, uh, only two guys are standing. So, yeah, you know, if you had a good season and only one team wins the fantasy league, so, you know, that's why we just got playoff fantasy and betting and props <laughs> and all the other things to, to keep us intrigued. There's a lot of different ways to skin a cat, as they say. I'll, t- 
I'll tell you right now, I'm more excited about all these free uh, sports gaming bets that you can sign up for uh, starting January 1st in Ohio and just get free money. I think I figured out like $2,000 worth of free money. It's 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 become like political ads. They're everywhere. Yeah, but They're I mean, dude, why not take two grand and bet the playoff football? I mean, uh, even those casual listeners out there, I mean, uh, I'll be retweeting some of those links out for people over there, Chad, at Dan Claskins for sure, and uh, definitely wish you, my friend, and all the listeners, listen, uh, a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday, and good luck in Week 16. I hope you're back uh, next week and uh, our final week of the season talking championships hopefully merry christmas to you and the claskin family as well uh miss you guys haven't seen you in far too long amen brother uh and uh tell taryn and i know he's listening as well and uh definitely let's enjoy some football we got lots of it coming on this christmas weekend i think mo bought taryn a bottle of hennessy for christmas so he might not be conscious back there he's just push, pushing <laughs> buttons blindly at the moment yeah i mean well, you know, I mean, that's pretty much every uh, Thursday afternoon. But, right. you know, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Appreciate All you, right, Dan. Bro. Thanks, brother. There you go, man. There you go. There's Dan Claskins, your weekly fantasy football fix. Let's take – what? Oh, yeah, that's right. Hi, Tony. I thought you put him on. I'll put him on. Hi, Tony. How are you? Hi, Chad. How are you? Good. I was talking fantasy football with Dan Claskins. Are you still alive in your fantasy football leagues? Uh, no, no, I'm not. But as you were talking about that, I, I started looking at the, lot, the the schedule and the slate tonight, and I just can't help but think how much I like Air Force tonight. You think Baylor, Chad, in the last month is getting ready to want to play the triple option the whole game? The weather's going to be terrible. I love Air Force tonight against Baylor. What do you think? Where is that game? Uh, I don't know. I don't even know where the game's at, but I know it's not going to be a good spot. That's in Fort Worth. Oh, Fort Worth. I, yeah, I played they're... in the Fort Worth. I played in the Fort Worth Bowl, Chad. That weather's not going to be uh, good for Baylor tonight trying to face that triple option. I don't like it. I love Air Force. Today. You love Air Force triple option against Baylor. Baylor, I mean, that's close to almost, home, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I love it almost as much as I love the uh, Thursdays at B-Dubs because you got the buy one, get one free boneless Thursdays. Uh, you got the sauce sauce, although you don't want to have the sauce sauce tonight because we need the Jets to lose. Uh, you got happy hour that goes until 6 o'clock. I'm here at the Mason location. Not just this week. I'm here for the next two Thursdays as well. So uh, plenty of time still to get out. The, the inclement weather is not coming until later tonight. So you can still come in, get a good, nice, uh, a nice meal, have some drinks, watch some sports, and uh, welcome in the holiday season. Here's the thing, Tony. You, you, I, I think you can have the sauce sauce because Trevor Lawrence isn't going to try to throw a ball anywhere near him in this game. Right. So, you know, it's going to be like watching UC in years past. The Jets are already getting there. It's already being talked about. Uh, teams yeah. are just not – they're looking over there and going, now nah, we're good. Josh Allen didn't so throw a pass his way. So so just root for Sauce to have a quiet night. Right. And for the, the Jaguars to win. Did you ever do that? Did you ever look at a corner and just go, nope, not not oh. going over there? Chad, there were many times when I flipped on the tape on a Tuesday or Wednesday – that I would see a corner and say, I'm just not going to throw to the left side today. What happened in the Virginia Tech game? Well, Cam Chancellor had a great game, Chad. <laughs> um, and our, you know, our receiving core was really, really good. They just had an off night. They did. You know, they, they slipped, slipped on some routes. They ran some wrong routes. Um, Probably Ben's the fault. Coach, coach was calling uh, quarterback sweeps on the goal line. It, was, it just wasn't a great night overall. <laughs> 
uh, against Virginia Tech. But it's really nice to bring that up during the you know as we get into the holiday season here. I, I was giving you a chance to take a shot at Ben's. He wasn't very nice to you on that uh, the the movie that that Zebra made. Yeah, you know, I've I've already had a conversation with him. Um, so we've we've patched things up. All right, that's Elliot, good to hear. The zebra, he's a whole different story right now. <laughs> he's not on your good list, is he? How do you do a documentary about someone and not even interview the person? Yeah, he didn't even talk to you. He didn't give you a chance to defend yourself. Thank you. The B-dubs and Mason. Tony will be there until 6. We will check back with you in the 5 o'clock hour. Appreciate you, Tony. Thanks, Chad. All right, there we go. Let's take a break. More after this. Cincinnati's ESPN 1530. What happened there? You let the record skip? Skipped a little bit in here. So, I typed a text to a girl I used to see Saying that I chose this cutie pie with whom I want to be and you, you got me all mixed up. You down. Then I CC'd every girl that I'd CC round town And hate to see y'all frown but Welcome back, Cincinnati's ESPN 1530. Peninsula, maybe. Makes no sense. I know crazy. Give up all this pussy cat that's in my lap. No looking back. You, you got me. You got me. You got me all thrown off, Taryn. Me all thrown off. That's all right. Hour number three. And that's 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 the end of things for uh, the Mo Egger show for this week. As uh, read some literature on the subject. You sure? Uh, yeah. All right. You can find me at BearcatJournal.com. You can find me on Twitter at Chad Brendel. Who walked in the studio? Uh, the, the cleaning guy. Oh, okay. Why? I just seen, I just seen you wave and I didn't know if they were still in there. No, he, he just came in, I guess, to, to do some cleaning and you know me, I'm too nice to tell him to, to Tony would have shoot him away. Get, get. I told him, come on in, do what you got to do, brother. Want some barbecue? <laughs> like I brought us, I brought, I brought some Doritos. I got some snacks, and I'm just not even remotely interested. You brought some snacks too. You haven't even touched them. Usually, I see you in there snacking. Well, I ate my fruit earlier. Okay, okay. But yeah, no, I think I'm done eating for a while today. Oh, that was good stuff. Amazing. It's good stuff. Bucks barbecue and burgers. No free ads, but free ads. Go give them a go give them a, chat, a shout. It's the holiday season. Yeah, the wings are great. The burger was really good. The fries, the 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 loaded pulled pork cheese fries, a little barbecue sauce on top, and then of course mixing mac and cheese and baked beans, which I've never once ever contemplated, and was blown away. Outstanding, outstanding. A lot going on today in the Cincinnati sports world. Um, we didn't, we haven't touched on this yet. Uh, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Trey Hendrickson voted to the Pro Bowl. Uh, the alternates: Jesse Bates, second alternate; Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon, third alternates; Evan McPherson, fourth alternate; Von Bell, fifth; DJ Reader, fifth; and Ted Karras, a fifth alternate. Um, 
obviously no surprise with Burrow and and Chase and and Hendrickson, who uh, when he's been healthy has been outstanding. Um, there was some blowback on DJ Reader that I've seen, Taryn, and and that he didn't make it. That that people felt he should have made it. Um, he has been incredible when he's been on the field, and probably Pro Bowl worthy when he's been on the field. Do you think missing a month should take you out of those considerations or should you be able to say, look, yeah, I missed a month, but I was awesome the rest of the time. I'm a pro bowler. Uh, You can't say that because Chase missed a month. I mean, yeah. Well, he missed three weeks in a bye week. Missed three games in a bye week. Reader missed a full four games, right? Four or five games. I think Chase missed four too. But off- Did he miss four? I thought the bye week ate up one of those. No, because he, he didn't he miss the game before the bye week too. I don't know. Like we don't have Google. Yeah, I'm I'm talking. Can you, can you do producer things and look that up for me? It'd be awesome. <laughs> um. I mean, I, I get it. I, I guess, and maybe this will be the start of that. It feels like unless you've got some serious buzz around you. Yeah, they played 10 games this year. And they've played 13, right? Hey, it's Mo Egger. If you're a college basketball fan, you're going to love Long Neck Sports Grill. There are three locations in Northern Kentucky, Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Each one of them has 4K TVs all over the place. And at Long Necks, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And the menu at Long Necks is awesome, but you've got to try their wings. No matter who your team is, you'll find them at Long Necks. This college basketball season, swing by Long Neck Sports Grill. Stay late. Come often. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or, no, they played 14. 14. You're right, you're right, you're right. You're right, you're right. That's my bad. I have my more bad. pushback that T didn't make it. I, how's T not at least an alternate? Like in those in those games that Chase was down, yeah. T Higgins was outstanding. Like T Higgins showed he can be a number one in this league. Health, you know his his injury his hamstring issues have been troubling. Uh, more so than just about anything else, I would say. They're conspiring against T, so they don't have to pay him. The the, the NFL is helping out with that, helping the Bengals, yeah, so they don't have to pay him. Okay, okay. Um, and then today there was media availability today, uh, where Zach Taylor said, uh, Hendrickson is, uh, should be good to go. Find this. Just looking at something else. Uh, looking good to go. Hendrickson, Hilton, Apple, and Taylor Britt. Uh, he said he's less confident. We'll see on Hayden Hurst and Jalen Davis. And Sam Hubbard is out with the calf. So, um, 
they're looking they've they've dealt with some bumps and bruises and and obviously the uh the season ender to Awuzie was a big deal but you've had Cam Taylor Britt step up and and look like he's improving every week and we talked about this a couple weeks ago and it's it's become even more important the farther along we've gotten into the season this franchise has shown to have some outstanding depth on their roster outstanding depth across the board at a lot of important positions where they've lost guys and really haven't missed much of a beat um reds front we hit a lot on the reds in the last hour uh kurt casale is back be a third catcher i think one of the most interesting things they said here and it's kind of it's unfortunate mo's not on the radio today uh, because Nick Crawl said part of bringing Kurt Casale back was to allow Tyler Stevenson to play first base and DH more often. Which I'm sure when Mo heard that, made him dance a jig. I'm doing the Irish foot movements underneath the desk. You can't see those. Um, so he is back in order to bring Kirk Casale back. They had to put, uh, Mike Moustakis on the disabled list or on the designated for assignment list. Uh, he, he is, they are eating his $22 million that they owed him and he will be moving on. Uh, maybe, maybe he can go to San Francisco and fill in the spot they thought would be for Carlos Correa and the Reds add Will Myers, uh, Nick Crawl talked about Myers being an option in right field, probably the most likely. But you have more insurance for Joey Votto as Joey Votto, um, a little fragile, fragile, if you will, in his old age, and that will uh give them a little bit more depth, uh, especially in the outfield on the corner outfield spots. And look, if you listen to the 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 interview we played earlier. Uh, Will Myers is looking at this as, hey, I'm going to go to Great American Ballpark. I'm going to hit a lot. I'm going to hit well. And then when July 31st hits, they'll probably trade me. He has in his contract, he makes an extra $2 million if he's traded. Uh, And then he'll go go to a contender. The Reds will get a couple prospects for him, and everybody will be uh, happy along the way. Bearcats knocked off or not LaSalle, Detroit Mercy last night, 72-54. A really strange performance in that it's not how this team has been winning. They've been winning with offense. They they missed a lot of shots yesterday, but they held an opponent to 54 points, which hasn't happened a lot this year. We'll talk about that and plenty more. If you want, give us a call, 513-749-1530. We'll be back. This is the home of the Cincinnati Bengals, ESPN 1530. The night before Christmas and all through the Hold it now, wait, hold it. That's played out. Hit it. Don't you 
give me all that jive about things you wrote before I was alive. Cause this ain't 1823, ain't even 1970. Now, welcome back, Cincinnati's ESPN 1530. Chad Brendel sitting in for Mo Egger. Get to some UC basketball in just a minute. But first, let's go out to Mason and talk to none other than the legend Tony Pike as he uh, winds things down this final hour in Mason. Boneless wing day and uh, a lot of great deals. How we doing, Tony? Chad, I'm great. You hit the nail on the head. It's boneless Thursday. Buy one, get one free. Boneless wings. Happy hour. Still till 6. There's still time to get out here. But if you can't make it today, I'll be here the next two Thursdays right here off Snyder Road in Mason. Great place to watch the games. Great food, great drinks. And I can say this, Chad, um, I went ahead and got the sauce sauce. It's okay. fantastic. And as I was waiting on hold, a robot delivered the food to the table. Do, do you tip the robot? What, what, how do- that's a, okay, so that's a great question. I don't think we're supposed to tip the robot. I don't know how that works. Um, but I'm wondering how the robot knows exactly where to bring this thing from the kitchen right to here. The technology is unbelievable at this place. I, I would be worried that the robot would be pissed if I didn't tip it. Right, right. <laughs> or if you run into the robot. Like I'm watching another robot make a delivery to another table right now. Not only that, they've got the new golden tea machine up here. Ooh. Uh, so next week, so here's the thing. So next week, if you've been waiting to come out to one of these, if you want to come out and you think you're good at golden tea, we can put your money where your mouth is. I'll play some people in golden tea, and uh, I'll make sure they have a terrible end to their 2022. I've spent thousands of dollars on golden tea in my day. It's been a long time. It's like the you old machines. Money, that money wouldn't help you because I would, I would probably beat you by about eight strokes. You yeah. probably I mean, I haven't played in. I, I think I've played one round in five years. Okay. Um, okay, fair enough. But there used so you to got, be. You got the podcast and stuff. Well, no, they're just there used to be a, like a little bar right by an apartment that I lived in for a while, and they had gotcha. golden tea, and that was like we would be there at like two o'clock on a Tuesday, not drinking, just yeah. playing yeah. round after round after round of golden tea to the point that I used to have calluses well, on the inside of my thumbs. Well, here's the thing, Chad. There is there was there's no one in my immediate family that can beat me in real golf, let alone come close in real golf, and I'm talking. Parents, brothers, cousins, anywhere. We've played at some nice – but so then they all think, okay, then if we can't beat him in real golf, we'll beat him in golden tee. So then I got good at golden tee, and now when it comes to golf, no one in my family can do anything. Are, do you have Tiger Woods golf at home? Have they tried no, that? I don't have that. I don't have that, but I've completely monopolized the golden <laughs> tee game and the golf game. I mean, I had – my cousin would come into town, and we would go play at, like, 7 a.m. at these courses. So we'd get, we'd get a round in and then come in, and I would do Cincy 360, and the round would end by, like, hole 12 because I would be that far ahead. So it's been frustrating for them. But if anyone wants to come next week and challenge me in Golden Tee, I'll take that as well. All right. Well, you, uh, you have a wonderful time, and we'll talk to you uh, right before we get out of here. Thanks, Chad. All right. There you go, Tony Pike at the uh, Mason B-dubs trying to throw down on Golden Tee, challenging any and all comers. Uh, Let's go ahead and we'll take a break. We'll talk some UC basketball when we come back. Cincinnati's ESPN, 1530.
It's a Christmas Eve clash. Punches for the end zone. Touchdown! Joe Burrow and his first place Bengals are looking to give the 7-7 Patriots a big fat loss. Showtime! It will be heated holiday who day action. Get by Chase. Heads for the end zone. Touchdown! Consider it our present to you. The flea flicker executed to perfection. Dan Hoard and Dave Lapham have the call live. Coverage starts Saturday morning at 9 on ESPN 1530, the official home of the Bengals. Let's keep it rolling, Cincinnati's ESPN 1530, Chad Rendell. In for Mo Egger for the next 25 minutes or so. I'll be back in tomorrow with Austin Elmore, Cincy 360, hopefully. <laughs> we'll see what uh, what goes down tonight when the white death is upon us. Let's go to the phone lines. Mr. Ace, what's going on, Mr. Ace? Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. If you give me the microphone, I'm just might rhyme right. But it's not even the 25th of the month, but I'm stepping up in here like I'm about to kick them up. Like, <sighs> it's a Thursday, sir. It is. Happy day to you, Chad M. Brendel. Thank you, Cash sir. money, brother. <laughs> 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 Merry Christmas to you and yours as well, my friend, Mr. Ace. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I will have to say we have had some lumps of coal as Cincinnati fans. Um, I think we got our early lump of coal with the Reds having spent all that free agent money before Christmas Day. Um, <laughs> Shoot, bro! If, they, if, if if that was a Walmart slash back the prices, that'd be nine ninety nine in like two days. Yeah. Well, Christmas. well, Mr. Ace, they spent all their money making somebody go away. <laughs> That's now they're out of money. They they paid Mike Mustakas to go away, and now they're broke and they have nothing. Well, I mean, it's not. Unfortunately, <laughs> that seems to be the case with these cats, man. Well, I don't actually, know what I'm gonna, gonna be honest though. With- I, I don't I don't hate the Mustakas stuff. Get, I mean, he's he, all he's going to do right now is is block a guy like like Marte. You know, he he's going to. There's there's so many young guys that need to get up and start figuring out whether or not they are part of the solution to the problem here. Mike Mustakas didn't work. It, it was a failed free agent signing. It didn't work. That's okay. It happens. A team like the Reds can't afford to to miss like they missed on Mike Mustakas. But they did. No. Don't pay him. Don't play him just because you're paying him at this point. Like, just it didn't work. It's fine. Hopefully, he finds. A, I'm sure he's a, a great guy. Hopefully, he finds somewhere to to end his career. Uh, but it wasn't here, and I don't mind them getting rid of him. Well, you know what though, Chad? Since they have traded away Mustakis, man, I will no, not traded away endorsement money. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, they they sent them out the they sent them out the pasture and was like, I mean, bro, don't come back in. This is about to be a cold winter. 
Yeah. Matter of fact, here's your lump of coal. <laughs> you you ain't got to go home, but you know what you got to do. Right. Do not, return, <laughs> do not pass gold. Do not collect um two hundred dollars. Right. Nutty Collect your twenty two right. million dollars. Pass go. Whatever. Just get out. <laughs> right. Right. But I, I I'm I'm. I've been disappointed by this team for about the last so many years, it seems like. Since oh, yeah. I moved back to Cincinnati, my argument has been the Cincinnati Reds used to not be this team. They would actually be up here like, I remember when they did a retread of the Reds team, I think it was like early 2000s or so when they got back Chris Sabo briefly, the artist formerly known as Spuds McKenzie mm-hmm. and Terry Davis. I think he got most improved, no, comeback player of the year when he came. And, um, it's like they finished around 500, but, I mean, it's like their team was a threat. They did have some other players on that squad. And the Reds wouldn't just throw in a towel, like, before um, opening day and tell us that, yeah, we're going to compete, but, shoot, you know that it's a bunch of um, manure on the field. Yeah. And I don't like to refer to people as manure, but, I mean, it's like if you got guys that are scrubs that are – going to be stinking up the joint. That shouldn't be part of the Cincinnati Reds' heritage. Unfortunately, we're not the Yankees. We're not the Red Sox. We're not the New York Dodgers. Mets. No, we're not the Mets. We're not, Certainly um, not the Mets right now. Nah. nah. Steve, Steve Cohen's I mean, dumping, we, dumping the sport on his ear a little bit. But that's good. I, I don't yeah. mind that. But I, I, here's the thing. It's it's in large part they are where they are right now because they botched they did a five year rebuild that failed. Unfortunately, and now you're two years after you like you stabilized for two years and then you're right back in the rebuild because you didn't do it right the first time. So hopefully they learn. All I can say is hopefully they learn from that, and they understand. In order for this thing to be sustainable. You can't do what they did, which is half-ass the rebuild, miss on pretty much all of your draft picks for five years, not really develop any talent outside of like three or four guys, go throw some money at some free agents and be like, oh, look, we're ready to contend, when really all you were ready to do was be a game or two over 500, right? They, they, that team wasn't, they weren't ready to, to win a World Series or contend for a World Series. It wasn't certainly like the team with Cueto and Volquez and and Latos and, and uh, uh, Bronson Arroyo and Mike Leake, like Joey Votto and Jay Bruce. And like those teams were ready to compete. That team two right, years right. ago and three years ago, like, I mean, they were they were good enough to keep you interested into September, but they weren't going to win anything. Build this thing up to where you got a chance to win something. Well, that might be our Christmas gift. Um, I don't want to say that the rebuild will take forever and a day, but I mean, it doesn't look like um, they're they're just leaping forward. I'm hoping that some of these kids that come up can um, seriously produce early and often and maybe keep us in. I mean, shoot. I don't think they're going to have as bad of a start as they did this season, but um, <laughs> hope not. Stranger things have happened. I mean, if if you have that happen, I mean, the ownership would definitely need to seriously consider selling. Matter of fact, ownership, their ownership of the Cincinnati Reds, they don't care. Quick thing 
if you actually want people to show up at your games in Cincinnati, you do have to win. You do have to have some level of excitement. Telling us that you're just come see the kids. I think that was the promotion they did a couple years back. Right. Come the see kids, the kids. The kids weren't any good. They had a bunch right. of they had I mean, a bunch of bad kids that wouldn't sit down at the restaurant running around and throwing their food at people and crying and screaming and kicking the back of the the, the booth that you're sitting in. The, those kids stunk. Bebe's kids. Yeah, they did. Bebe's kids yeah, out of here. No, nah, what's um <laughs> Nah, Castellini's kids. Yeah, Bob yeah, Castellini's kids. Get Castellini's kids out of here. These kids suck. <laughs> you know what? That sounds like a Cincy shirt name right there. <laughs> Castellini's kids. For real. But man, let me see. I guess we do have some stuff that's not lumps of coal. We got the Cincinnati Bengals to be cheerful about sure. on Saturday. Um, you agree with me? I, I don't care. I don't care. Like everybody, who are they going to play? I want to avoid this team. I want to avoid that team. Nah, man. Be the hunted. Be the big dog. Stand at the top of the mountain and say, come get some. That's pretty much where we are. I don't necessarily want to face San Diego, but at the same time, I'm like, uh oh. This is the Cincinnati Bengals. Right. AFC Scared of the San Diego tour. Chargers? Come on. Yeah, every team they play is on our revenge tour. <laughs> We're going to sweep out the rest of the season and on to the Super Bowl. That's pretty much those are what we are laying down right now. I don't know if they smell what I'm cooking or cook what I'm smelling, but shoot, that's what they're about to be dealing. <laughs> oh, man. All right, I appreciate you, brother. You have a wonderful holiday, and uh, Merry I Christmas to you and yours. And if Merry I Merry Christmas to you and yours too, bud. If I don't talk to you before the new year, happy new year as well, my friend. Definitely. Oh, one last thing, Chad. Okay. I was up in Colorado, man, and I was hoping to sneak over there to that campus and throw a snowball at Dion, but unfortunately, <laughs> man, they got him under such um Lock and key. tight security, man. For real, man. Lock I couldn't even key. get over there, man. They they made me show my ID three times, and I was just to um, actually be able to go hop into the hotel pool, man. It was like, <laughs> man, we heard that you were talking trash about Dion, man, for real. Oh, that's great. All right, man. Thanks, Mr. Ace. All right. There you go, Mr. Ace. Uh, let's take our final break. We'll come back and uh, check in with Tony one last time. Cincinnati's ESPN 1530. Here we go. Final segment of the day. Bengals pep rally is tomorrow. I am hopefully I, I, I'm getting concerned, Taryn. Uh, the snow totals are starting to go up. Like normally what happens is they'll start real high. And then by the time the storm gets close, like that, that three to six inches is like one to two. Right. Right. Well, now that one to three inches that we've been talking about, you're starting to see that creep up. Like we just heard the, that snow, the weather forecast mentioned, now three to four. And I look on weather.com and it's three to six. And that 
makes me a little concerned about my ability to get here tomorrow for Cincy 360. <laughs> That's all we can say. Austin doesn't live close either, does he? He does. Okay. I'm sure the Tri-State is the one that just let it snow, but what can we do? I live off a windy road in the middle of northern, like nowhere in northern Kentucky. Did yeah, he get stuck last year for something? Uh, I couldn't. Crazy? I couldn't get off my street. Yeah. 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 Well, you got to go down like a really steep hill into a sharp turn on a curvy road to get to like the secondary road to get to the main road. I'm like three roads from the main road. Yeah, no. I wouldn't even risk it. If you can, if, if it gets that three to six inches. Yeah, like if it's one to three, I think I should be all right. I don't think it'll be too much of a problem. But you're six inches... We'll see. We'll see. And then and then 25 below is the uh the forecast. Wind chill 25 below. I think I'm going to try that water trick. Just throw some water in the air see what happens tomorrow. Oh, uh, to just just take a cup and throw it outside. Right, yeah. And it it'll freeze in the air. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try it tomorrow. Uh you see yesterday 72-54 winners over Detroit Mercy. They held Antoine Davis, the leading scorer in America, to 17 points, 6 of 20 from the floor, 2 of 8 from three-point range. Uh, how about this one, Taryn? I'll see if you can if you can guess this right. At How many minutes into the game do you think UC shot their first free throw? I'll go 16 minutes. Almost 36 minutes. Wow. We were almost at the un- the final media timeout of the day when they shot their first free throw. So uh, think about it like this. We're kind of looking at a new era in Cincinnati basketball because they shot 17% from three, 17.6%. Uh, they were six of 34, and they were consistent. They shot three of 17 from three in each half. They only attempted four free throws. They shot under 40% from the floor for the game, but they still managed to score 72 points and win by 18. If that was a Mick Cronin team that shot six of 34 from three, under 40%, and didn't take a free throw for 36 minutes, that thing would have been a 53-52 rock fight to the end. Say what you will, but you're starting to see West Miller's team play with some pace. And I don't know if they're improving defensively or not. I know they held two pretty good scorers in check last night. But they feel like they're starting to get some things figured out. And they feel like they've got a team that can that can put up points. And if that's the truth, it's going to be interesting once conference play rolls around next week. And they take on Tulane in the home opener of conference play. And Victor Locken, 
knew he had a chance to be good. That light is turning on, and Cincinnati potentially could have a star big man in the making. All right, let's go back to Tony one more time before we get out of here. Tony, what's up, brother? Well, Chad, it is, uh, it's still going here. It's a boneless wing, buy one, get one free Thursday. Happy hour is about to wrap up, uh, but that doesn't stop you from every other day. Happy hour from 3 to 6. Usually, outside of the inclement weather tonight, beat up is going to close at 10. You get the late-night happy hour, which starts at uh, 9 o'clock till close. So you have an opportunity um, to come watch some games. They've got TVs all over this place, great drink specials, great food specials. And then the biggest thing here is that normally when I do this last check-in, Chad, I don't know where I'm going to be next week. I already know where I'm going to be right back here at the B-Dubs and Mason off Snyder Road. I'm going to be here next week. I'm going to be here the week after that. So if you couldn't make it out today, plan on next week, come on out, enjoy some wings, and uh, enjoy some sports. We've always got Thursday night football and some uh, some great food and drink specials. Well, Tony, it's been great hearing from you today, and I, uh, I hope you and your wonderful family, your wonderful family more than you maybe, but I hope you and your wonderful family have a sure. wonderful holiday. Thank you, Chad. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. I'll be thinking of you as I'm driving in in the negative 25-degree weather tomorrow to do Cincy 360. I love it. I love it. All right. Don't have, call me. No, no. Obviously. Well, even if I did, you wouldn't answer. Yeah, you know, the the, the storm might knock out some of the, the uh, self-service I have. Have a great Christmas, Tony. We'll see you next week. All right. That's going to wrap Thanks, it up. Chad. I'm Chad Brendel. This is... Cincinnati's ESPN 1530. Everybody have a great holiday. Riding in my car. And I'm listening to the radio. I'm listening to a sad girl sing. Sang about how she got her corn throat. People reaching for stars. I just want me something natural. When you're alone, it gets mighty cold. Don't act as if you did not know. She let me play with her heart. I'm working late, I said I'll soon be home. All the while, the girl was home alone. Let me tell you what she crying for. Why? Because I'm fly. Hey, super fly. Nate, oh, 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 I'm fly. Hey, it's Mo Egger. The college basketball season is heating up, and there's no better place to watch every game than Long Neck Sports Grill. There are 4K TVs all over the place at each Long Neck's location, and at Long Neck's, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And I say this often, if you haven't tried Long Necks Wings, what are you waiting for? No matter who your team is, you'll be able to watch them at Long Necks. Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Long Necks Sports Grill. This college basketball season, stay late, come often.